G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. And a while back I caught up with Scott Samways from Hillsong Church, Newcastle, also one of the leaders of Youth Alive, New South Wales. He's a great Aussie bloke with a great testimony. Well, mate, it's so good to uh, finally uh, have you on the phone with us today. I've uh, been watching from afar for many years and enjoyed uh, hearing many of your messages. And in particular, one of the highlights for me was seeing you and Brian Houston interview Bear Grylls many years ago. Uh, what was it like meeting Bear? <laughs> that, that was a unique experience. <laughs> I just remember that I was the one that had to do the... Uh, the, I guess the adventure that night, I dropped out of the ceiling <laughs> in a right. harness. Yep. And uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. But I tell you what, Bear, he's the real deal. Mm. He is, he's a real genuine uh, guy with a genuine faith. But um, just, mate, just a character to be around, a really nice guy. And it was so good to hear him talk about the Alpha course and how his uh, life had changed when he came to Christ and everything. Uh, wasn't it a blessing to have him out here in Australia, hey? Oh, it absolutely was. I mean, you see a lot of. Um, dads with their young kids just coming out and hearing him and, and just how they were blessed by just hearing him just speak as a genuine bloke, just sharing his faith. and oh, he's, a, he's a top guy. He mm. really is. Now, I've got to tell you, mate, um, I'm a little bit envious of your job. I've got to say, when I was a, a young youth leader, um, uh, grew up in Coffs Harbour, and uh, I, I was actually asked by Phil Dooley to run Hillsong uh, Drama at the the Youth Jam Conference of, of Hillsong when I was about oh, 18 years old. Yeah. And uh, I got to spend a week hanging out with Phil Dooley and, you know, all the, all the Youth Jam guys at, at Hillsong. And I was so inspired and I thought, one day I just want to do what Phil does, you know. And yeah. now he's off to South Africa and he's given the job to you a few years ago, uh, you know, overseeing the youth and Youth Alive and all that kind of thing. Uh, how did you get involved? What was your first involvement uh, in Youth Alive and, and Hillsong? How did you get into it? Well, look, for Youth Alive, I mean, Youth Alive has existed for uh, 20 years, you yeah. know, and so, I mean, I grew up in Newcastle myself, and I remember going along to these Youth Alive rallies um, in the Newcastle University, yep. and Pat Mercedes was running it back then, and I remember he had this preacher come over by the name of Winky Prattney. Yeah, I remember him. A Christian scientist, and um, he was the most bizarrest guy I'd ever seen in my life. But I remember being in that night meeting, and I just remember I had a God experience where I felt like God said to me, you're going to do something great with your life. And it was just one of those defining moments where God got a hold of me at a Youth Alive event. I remember going to the Countdown 2000s with um, you know Chris Kane, Pat Mercedes, and Steve Grace would come and sing some country and Western songs. <laughs> and um, thank God we've changed the days now. I mean, I love country and Western, but it you know, needs to probably stay in country and Western. But... <laughs> you know, today we're a bit more edgy with our music for youth culture, which is cool. But I remember being in that rally, and it wasn't who was speaking or who the artists were, but again, I felt God speak to me personally and just go, you're going to do this one day. You're going to do something great with your life. And and it was in those meetings that I really felt God mark me. And, and I didn't know what that looked like as a young teenager, but all I knew was I wanted to do something for God, and it changed how I lived as a teenager. Um, from attending those Youth Alive events. And um, 
so I ended up coming down to uh, to do Bible college as a young guy, and I went to Bible college at, at Hillsong Church, and um, that's where I started to get involved with Hillsong Church, and I worked in a high school for a number of years as a chaplain after I did the college and was involved with our youth ministry here at the church, and then I um, took on becoming the youth pastor and um, did that for over 10 years in our church and now I'm still a pastor in our church, um, still have my hands involved with the youth and Big Picture Church as well, um, as well as running Youth Alive. So I guess I am doing what I dreamed and what I really felt God spoke to me about as a young person, you know. And mate, you know, these, uh, you know, Youth Alive rallies, you know, they've been going for years, like you said, and it's changed my life too. I can remember going to Sydney and seeing uh, the Youth Alive rallies, uh, and I remember it was, one was called Rock the Flock, and yeah. I remember Jam with a Lamb, do you remember all those ones? Yeah, that's right, that's right. <laughs> uh, it's incredible the influence uh, that Youth Alive has had all across the nation, reaching out to young people. And obviously, you're, you're part of the fruit of Youth Alive, and now here you are running it. Uh, and, you know, over the years, you've had these big things called Exo Days, uh, where I know in the, in the past you've had, you know, Switchfoot and Lecrae and Evermore and all these great bands there. Uh, tell us, what is an Exo Day for those who've never been to one? Well, look, Exo Day actually started in high schools where a couple of young guys in our youth ministry wanted to um, put on... Um, a, a free sausage sizzle in their school to really bless the school and the teachers and the other kids and just do something for free in their school just because they wanted to say, hey, you know, life can be excellent and, um, and it's excellent with God, you know, it's excellent with Jesus. And so EXO comes from the word excellent. It's just a short and Australian, you know, oh, that's EXO, that's excellent. And so then we started running school EXO days. And then out of the school EXO days, we said, you know what, let's do one event that gathers everyone from right across all of the schools right across our state, that's the Big XO Day. And that's where the Big XO Day originated, which this is the 10th year anniversary of the Big XO Day. I mean, this year, um, there's going to be over at least 150 schools across our state that have already run school XO Days, um, leading into the Big XO Day, which is this Saturday, Saturday, September 15, down at Parramatta Park. And so it's encouraging to see what has happened and what's been really born out of um, high school students and out of youth culture that has evolved into this massive festival that is about reaching youth culture with the message of Jesus. There is a trend where uh, a lot of youth aren't wanting to follow God anymore. Oh, look, I, I definitely never want to be someone that just accepts the trend. But, I mean, I think we should always try and set the trend in terms of what we're doing. And when we put on something like Big Exit Day and other Youth Alive events, we want them to reach youth culture right up to the age of, say, young adulthood when they're 25, you know, where we can put on a day that expresses, hey, that no matter what you're into or no matter what you're orientated towards, you know, Jesus can be a part of that, whether it be in business, whether it be in music, whether it be in art, whether it be in sport, whether it be in culture, and, and that's what we try and do. And I guess Big Exo Day would be an expression of all of that, where we have something for everyone. I mean, there's about seven or eight different zones. There's about seven or eight different band stages that play. There's about 50 bands playing throughout the day, and there's hip-hop, there's hardcore, there's indie, there's rock, there's the debut stage, there's the pressure cooker. And then you've got all of the extreme zones with the skate park and the BMX and the motocross and the FMX. And then you've got justice programs and projects happening. Then there's op shops. Then there's different ministries and organisations and partners that are involved on the day. And then there's rides. And then on top of that, there's 
you know, guests and artists and bands and performers that are coming from overseas that are all a part of this day that's a real expression of, hey, whatever you're into in terms of youth culture, Jesus can, can be in the centre of that in your life as well. Mate, I just love hearing about uh, all the options that are available for these young guys to come along to. And, uh, you know, one of the things that people have said over the years is, you know, oh, you know, the kids go along and they, they hear a, a gospel message and they all get hyped up and they, they make a commitment, but then they never really get into church and never really get followed up. And I know that's one thing that Youth Alive is very passionate about, making sure they're connecting kids to a local youth group. What's the process that you guys go through after a, after a kid comes to Christ at one of your events? Well, look, I tell you, I mean, you couldn't be more hitting the uh, nail on the head with the hammer. I mean, because for us, everything that we do with Youth Alive, for me personally, it's about seeing lasting fruit. Yeah. Just like Jesus said in the scriptures, you know, he, he wants to see lasting fruit. And for us, we don't want to just see decisions. We want to see disciples. Yeah. And so there's a process that we have that every young person, for instance, last year, um, there are over 1,200 new Christian decisions that were made at the Big Exo Day. Um, we gave out over 1,200 Bibles. And so what we do from that point is we get all of those kids' details. Um, we find out what church they came from, uh, who their friend was that brought them, what youth ministry they're connected to, or if they even just turned up by themselves, we get their information, we get their suburb, where they're from, and then we diligently work hard that very next week to connect them to every local church that they come from or a church in their area that would suit them, and then we contact the youth pastors and we give them all the details, and and then we touch base with them about, hey, you know, how are you going with following up these guys? And, you know, they made a decision. And look, the, the great thing is, is most youth, most youth pastors today are completely onto it before we even uh, ring them and see how they're going because they're just passionate about lasting fruit just as much as we are. And so that's the, that's the brilliance of most youth pastors is they actually want to see these kids not just come with their friends on the, on the big bus ride that might be eight hours or, or nine hours from some areas or six hours but that's where some of the best relationships are formed on that bus ride to the big exit day and then after where they're talking about the experience and they're talking about what happened on the day and they're building those relationships because at the end of the day we know what keeps young people coming back to church or to youth ministry is, is not a program and it's not a band and it's not a speaker or a preacher but there's one word that keeps young people connected and that's relationships. And when young people have relationships with other young people and with leaders and with people who believe in them, out of that comes a relationship with God and that keeps them connected and that's what produces the lasting fruit. And so most youth pastors know that. So they are doing everything they can on their behalf to link these young people into relationship and say, you know what? The Big Exo Day was just a gateway and experience for you to know, hey, this is where life can really begin with Jesus for you and here's how you do it. And that's what they do. And so, yeah, I think all credit to youth pastors out there because they're really the champions behind the cause of Youth Alive across our nation for sure. Share a bit about his heart for evangelism and sharing the good news. In particular, a story I heard him share about connecting with a band promoter. There was one particular guy where um, he's a... Uh, I, I met him through Youth Alive. He was a, um, a band promoter and he basically brings over artists to Australia. Um, he's brought Beyonce to Australia, he's brought Usher to Australia and he brought um, you know, a number of other um, 
pretty significant artists from America over and he tours them in Australia. And I didn't actually know too much about him or who he was or actually what he did. There was a friend of mine that said, you should meet this guy because, um, you know, he's quite influential in terms of even for us approaching Christian performers to come and be at the big exit. And I said, yeah, I'd like to. And so I met him. Um, it was in the back of Blacktown, in the back of a cake shop. And um, I just, you know, met him and sat down and we had a chat and introduced. And then from that, we'd met a few other times. And, and I gathered, uh, at first I thought he was probably a Christian because it was a Christian friend who introduced me, but turns out he wasn't. And I started to, I guess, just invite him to church and say, why don't you come and that sort of thing. And, and at that time in his life, um, you know, I think he really was searching because was not only me that was inviting him to church, but there was other people in his world as well that were, you know, speaking to him about his faith. And actually one of the, um, one of the artists that he had brought over um, basically um, had shared with him about her faith to him, which was, I'm just trying to remember her name. She actually just died recently um, in America. Sorry, mate, we can edit all this, so that's fine, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but... Uh, do you know the girl? She's the, um, I think she, it was the, the dark lady. She just died. She was the big singer like Michael Jackson. Oh, Whitney Houston. Whitney yeah. Houston. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah. So I'll pick it up with the story. So, so, yeah, he was telling me that Whitney Houston, who he just brought over, actually shared her faith with him. And he was in the back corridor of a night venue. And, and it was that night that Whitney said, you know what, the only true thing that can give you fulfillment is a relationship with Jesus. And then she went out and performed. And that moment, it just I think everything that had been said to him really just clicked. And so the next day he turned up in our church. He decided I'll come to the church that these guys were inviting me to. So he came along and I met with him there. And then the next week he brought his family and then he got saved and basically made a decision to follow God from there. And the cool thing is that I look out of that is that I was just one of the links in the chain, you know, and whether it was my conversations that I had with him, that was just a link in the chain. Whitney, she was another link in the chain. Some of his other friends, they were a link in the chain. And I worked out that when it comes to sharing your faith with people, it actually doesn't matter what link you are in the chain. Just don't be the missing link. Yeah, that's good, mate. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's so good to hear you, you share about your, you know, your zeal for sharing the, the gospel. And, you know, you've been through lots of ups and downs in your life. Uh, I was very impressed uh, when, when Brian Houston got a whole bunch of these younger preachers on stage at Hillsong this year and gave you all about five minutes each. And, you know, you shared a bit about, you know, a family tragedy that had happened uh, in your family. Do you just want to share us a bit about that? Yeah, look, I mean, last year for us was a tough year. It was definitely a hard year. Um, we had a little boy born, a little champion. His name was Zach, and, uh, and he lived for 10 weeks and then uh, was relocated to heaven. He didn't make it. And for us, that was our second child that um, had died and gone to heaven. And so, you know, the second time round was definitely a lot harder than the first. And, you know, it's, it, it, it's hard sometimes when you go through life. You know, I mean, Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble. He said, but trust in God and trust also in me. And um, I, you really learn how to trust God when you're in the midst of tragedy. And, but one thing that I found is that in that scripture alone, Jesus mentions trouble once, but he mentions trust twice. And I'm a big believer that our trust can overcome our trouble. And um, that for us was something where, 
you know, sometimes you don't understand circumstances and you don't understand why and you want to ask what happened and why God and how God and all of this. And, you know, I think sometimes it's okay to ask that because we don't have understanding, we don't know. But that's when we read those scriptures that we know so well, you know, like in Proverbs 3, you know, lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him. You know, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And I think they're the scriptures that in those times, they really do mean something significant to you because, you know, there were times where I didn't understand why this had happened and why this tragedy had happened. But what I did know is that it actually didn't matter if I understood because I don't put my trust in my understanding. I put my trust in God. And when I put my trust in God, I've seen his goodness and his faithfulness come over our family and come over our lives that, you know what, these seasons where things and tragedies happen, we've got to recognize their seasons. We don't know why they happen or what their purpose is, but there is a greater purpose and a greater picture and a greater plan that God has for our life that in the midst of our tests, there's a, you know, this is something my wife said. She said, you know, life has two seasons. It's either a test or a testimony. And I just thought about that and I thought it's so true because everyone's either in a test or their lives are a testimony. And we want to live our lives that, hey, we know that we go through tests, but we want to live our lives as a testimony to God's goodness because, you know what, you can't find hope in this world. There's nothing that gives you hope, but there's hope in Jesus that, you know, we know we're going to see our boys in heaven one day because they've just gone from this side of eternity to the next side of eternity. And they're actually fulfilling their God-given will and their God-given purpose, but they're doing it on the eternal side. And uh, we're going to see them soon. So... Yeah, God is good in the midst of trouble. Well, we're talking with Scott Sanger Samways, the State Director for Youth Alive New South Wales. And, mate, it's so good to hear you've got such a good attitude, such a good heart. And I, I'm looking forward to how God's going to use you in the future to impact our nation. God bless you, mate. Thank you so much. Thanks, Matty. Appreciate the time. God bless Bye-bye. you, mate. Thanks. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.